Welcome to the Total Car Score podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota. Well, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm here with Lauren Fix, and uh, Carl is still driving. It's a Ford GT somewhere <laughs> out in the West Coast. How are you, Lauren? I'm great. Uh, yeah, Carl's crazy. I mean, I, I have a Ford GT as well. That's a long drive to go from Orange County to Palm Springs to Las Vegas and back. It's a lot of miles to put on a collectible car. Yeah, but anyway, we also have uh, Brad Oshelansky from the Motor Enclave, uh, who probably going to tell us some good stories about uh, driving a lot in really cool cars. How are you, Brad? I'm doing well. How are you both? Excellent, Great. Excellent. So, Brad, uh, we met a few years ago, I think like four or three years ago in the M1 concourse uh, in uh, Michigan. It was a very rainy day. We were driving Alfa Romeos about the track. So, that's what I remember from you. But Lauren, you were there too, right? Right. Uh, it was you, me, and a, friend, a mutual friend, Al Vasquez, who uh, were there reviewing cars as part of the North American Car and Truck of the Year jury. I will tell you, it was still a great track, rain or shine. But uh-huh. Brad, you had something to do with it, but you've got something even better you're building now. Yeah. What happened with that? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, M1 was my baby. I created it, built it, and uh, had the opportunity to sell the business wasn't my plan at all. Um, but I had started working in other cities and saw a much bigger opportunity outside of Detroit um, to take the concept, you know, and, and build a platform for sort of you know, under one brand and one back office and sharing sponsors and reciprocity for members and routing programs through these sites. So, um, you know, I, I still, I'm still a garage owner and member in Michigan, but uh, I've moved my operations to Florida where I'm now building the first uh, Motor Enclave as the new brand and working on multiple cities, some projects with tracks and garages and event space and other things, and then somewhat just garage communities. So that's what I'm doing. And we're going to for, for two years and we're just getting ready to break ground on Tampa, which will be similar to M1, but much bigger and obviously year-round, year-round weather, bigger track, off-road track as well. Yeah, I guess that was uh, the the problem. Maybe well, the, the couple of problems in Michigan, like the weather in the in the winter, you cannot do much. And if I remember, that was a former GM plant, right, where the M1 was. Yeah, uh, it was uh, M1 was built on the former head of uh, uh, the former General Motors truck and bus headquarters. So tell tell us where you're. What's going on? So if I I live, I have a home in Jacksonville, and and Javier is in Miami. So tell us, you know. What what's this track like? If I lived in the area, or hopefully you'll build one in one of my areas, either Buffalo or Jacksonville, and and what to expect? If you're a car enthusiast, maybe you've got something really nice, or you you're a track rat like most of us. What what are we what are we looking at? Tell us what the experience is like. So the the Motor Enclave, and in particular our Tampa project, uh, really has three components. Uh, component one is a for sale DD real estate. Uh, some people call them car condos. I call them private garages. Uh, you buy a you know you buy a white box garage and you can turn it into your own you know office entertainment space you know workshop however you want to do it you know um, with cars downstairs and entertainment space upstairs and they're situated around a track so business one is you buy a garage we sell garages people buy them and we build a community of people with the same interests that's really the primary part of the business second part of the business is the motorsports club that our garage owners can join 
to uh, you know experience the track, the skid pad, the off-road uh, experience. All the driving surfaces are part of a club. We have a series of programmed events every week. Uh, we give our club members uh, somewhere between eight and twelve hours a week of track time. And then the third business is corporate events, uh, which is sort of every other hour that the club is not using the track, which is most hours. We're running corporate entertainment, you know, everything from board meetings, off-sites, charity events, galas. You know, imagine instead of going to a bland, boring banquet room at a hotel, you can come to a pretty cool, hip event space, and then we'll put everything I'm in, in with fall. that. That's a yeah. great idea. I'll tell yeah, you, I can't tell you how many board meetings I've been to, you want to fall asleep, you're like, God, can we do something fun? <laughs> yeah, so we proved that out at M1, you know, all this, it's like, I call it Disney-fied corporate entertainment, so have your meeting, have your trade show have your team building, and then we put you in car for a throw ride or a driving school or an autocross or an off-road experience. And it really is the, the bread and butter of how we make it viable um, as a business. And, you know, we we also do public track days and driving schools and various things, but pretty limited uh, on that on that stuff compared to our club membership and our corporate events. I was um, going to ask you about that because like, obviously not everybody has uh, the resources to, to join at that level. But uh, at some point, uh, regular people can bring their cars maybe at, at these places, right? Yeah, we have uh, periodic open track days. We do free cars and coffee, huge events. We do driving schools. We'll have exotic car driving. We'll have team defensive driving, adult performance driving. And then obviously the manufacturers and various companies rent will rent our facility like they did in Michigan for product demonstration, ride and drives, you know, testing, training, marketing, all kinds of different events. Yeah, I'm on the website now, themodernenclave.com, and it looks beautiful. But just the website looks beautiful. Oh, you have uh, these uh, 360 tours that, that, that look amazing. Those are renderings, I guess, from what it's going to be in Tampa. No, but those some are, of the other pictures are yeah. from what it was in Michigan. All the, all those tours are actually real. There's not renderings. They're actual real tours of real garages in Michigan. We've oh. sold over. We sold close to 250 garages in Michigan, and obviously, you know, I, I was involved in every aspect of that. So I, I'm friends with all those people. So they gave me the, the the privilege of showing some of the garages as tours, and that way people can visualize what they're acquiring in my other properties. We started selling the garages here in Tampa uh, about three months ago. And we've already sold over 160 units. So more than half the project is sold out. And we haven't even put the shovel in the ground yet. Wow. Um, so it's quite crazy. I chose Tampa based on data. Um, you know, I'd love to build it in lots of cities. Um, Jacksonville is actually on my target list. Oh, let I, me I, know. I, yeah. I mean, really, there's a really important part of this business that I figured out is I don't just build where you see fancy cars. Because oftentimes, fancy cars don't equate to car enthusiasts. They equate to rich people with cars. <laughs> um, yeah. My, my customers. Well, Amelia Island is your place then, because there's a lot of cars there, and people don't know where to put them. Yeah, I mean, my customers are true car enthusiasts. They want to hang out together. They want the community aspect and the camaraderie, and they want to drive their cars. So, you know, I've, I've I've selected cities, and Tampa was top on the list. You know, where there was a sort of a nascent car scene, a lot of you know low key wealth, um, where you wouldn't think there'd be a lot of amazing cars, but Tampa, just like Detroit. I meet people every day, and the fact that we've sold 160 units already is testament to the fact that there's a huge car scene, and our customers tend to be very private, and that's actually why I named it the Enclave, is many of my customers Smart. want certain cars or have certain cars, but they never drive them around town. Actually, many of them don't even buy the car they want because like, they don't want to be seen driving a Ferrari or, or a Ford GT or a Mustang, whatever it is. They don't want their to be judged as being you know too showy. So you know we've... We give them the opportunity to enjoy their passion or, or acquire the 
things they always wanted and keep it in a safe, secure place and be around other people and not have to apologize for their success. It's a huge part of the business. And certainly we get some guys who are just flashy and have a Ferrari because it's a cool thing to have. But most of my customers tend to be true enthusiasts that really appreciate the aspirational quality of the car, the design, the engineering, the whatever. And it, they, they want to live and breathe it. They don't just want to park in front of a restaurant and show up. Yeah, Brad, but uh, let's be completely honest. Uh, car manufacturers at this level build these kind of cars because they're that other part of the market, <laughs> of the customers that you see. I think Miami is a smaller market than LA probably, but you'll see more fancy cars here. And actually, there's another similar project going on here. So, I mean, there's like space for everybody in that in that uh, part of the industry, right? Oh, for sure. Listen, there's a broad audience. All the manufacturers target everyone from the guy that makes a million dollars just buys the Lamborghini because it's the cool thing to buy to the true collectors. Um, and yes, the Concourse Club, uh, the, the founder's a, a buddy of mine and, and there's a it's, a it's a variation of the concept. He's going after the ultimate highest end customer. His club is, you know, significantly higher to join than, than ours, but he's attracting a real, you know, hardcore racing audience at a very, very high end of the market in terms of wealth and affluence. Um, and there's a market for that. And it's going to be an incredible facility. His track is amazing. Um, you know, my customer is not generally someone who want, who has any experience racing their car or really wants to participate in a race. It's people that want to have a piece of real estate, hang out and, you know, live their dream and then also drive their car periodically in a safe and controlled environment. So there's just a lot of these concepts. And then, and to be honest, you know, there's some beautiful facilities around the U.S. and around the world. Unfortunately, most of them are poorly located. And that's the, one of my most important criteria is I want to be close to where people live so they can come at lunch, come after work, come on the weekends. And it's not a two, three hour commitment to get there. Um, and that's like, Mon like Monticello in New York, right? Like that's yeah. a, it's a beautiful it's in the middle place, of nowhere. But... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you look it's a great at great track, they're great, the amazing facilities, Monticello and Autobahn and Thermal and Spring Mountain. They're just not convenient. And that's why you don't see the level of garages that we have and the volume. Um, I mean, Thermal's got amazing villas, but again, if you look at all those facilities, the bulk of their target customer is really a, a racing person. I, I, if you look at my customers, 90% are not race, into racing at all, but never been on a track. They're more want the office, the man cave, the workshop. They want to bring their family over. They want to have a cigar lounge, a golf simulator, and they just want to enjoy their sort of extension of their primary residence. And it gives them a place to bring their friends and and especially business associates that they wouldn't take to their primary residence. And that's a huge part of it. And, you know, it's funny, I have a couple of friends that have places over at M1 who you would never guess by meeting them that they had some pretty hot cars. But they, yeah. you know, they will bring them out there and, and they, it's sort of a community in itself. And I think that's a big part of it. And having the price more reasonable than thermal, where you have to buy a piece of property and build some multi-million dollar home, right. plus, you know, it's a country club. It's a different experience. Can you tell us about, you know, from the average person, what kind of, kind of cost would that be? Yeah. I was going to ask that. Yeah. And listen, I mean, it's definitely my customers skew, you know, having some extra disposable income. The entry point, though, is not people think they're millions of dollars. My entry point is around two hundred thousand dollars, and you own it, um, and you can always sell it. At M1, you know, we sold two hundred fifty garages. We've had twenty five plus resales, and they traded at you know ridiculously high, high multiples in terms of return on investment. Um, 
you know, just because of the, once you sell out, you sell out. Um, but we have units, you know, listen, I have everyone from billionaires to, you know, most of our customers are, can write a check for two, three, 400 grand as an extra thing. But I got probably 20% of my customers. This is the most important thing they've ever done. It's retirement. You know, they don't have a lake house. They don't have a country club. This is the retirement. Or we have a ton of people that are three, four, five, you know, buddies buy together. Each person chips in 50 grand or 30 grand. And they get to live the same dream as the guy who was the billionaire who wrote the check and didn't matter. And the best part about it is these people all get along and no one talks about their money. They talk about their cars. I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah. I won't drop names of some of the celebrities that have garages in M1. We're already seeing some similar people from the motorsports industry, from the sports industry. They don't, it, it's not about that. It's about their passion for motorsports. And you literally could have a billionaire talking to a guy who worked on the line at Ford and have something in common. So that's the best part about the business. But it's, you know, it's still at $200,000. It's, it's not a low entry point. And that's why I tell people, we have everything from cars and coffee where it's not only free, I'll give you free donuts and coffee that I pay for to, mm. you know, you can, you can do an open track day for hundreds of dollars. You can take a driving school for hundreds to thousands of dollars, or you can buy a garage for hundreds, hundreds of thousands to millions. So we have the full spectrum. It's not exclusionary to anybody. You know, I try to make it accessible to the to the whole. You know, yeah, I've, I've seen that kind of atmosphere also, like, for example, at ski resorts where people who go skiing really enjoy the sport and they leave everything else behind or in their houses or whatever. And they go there to enjoy the experience. I see the same kind of thing here. So my other question is, like, again, going back to the website, the places look amazing. So let's say... Uh, Theoretical question. I mean, I'm seeing at one that has like a loft on the top. It's like an office. Can someone live there? <laughs> I mean, it looks like a like a perfect loft. Yeah, I mean, listen, people. We have a ton of people with bedrooms and Murphy beds and bed. You know, and they can't live there per se. Well, it depends on the city and the zoning. My my current projects in in Tampa and Nashville and even in Michigan, there was not zoned for residential, so you couldn't live there full time. However, the zoning different by city you know every case allows some sort of overnight stays in tampa we actually are allowed you know pretty significant overnight stays based on the zoning classification we're in so there will be people that come down and use it as the sort of vacation residence um it just generally when you get a property it's not on the water like, it's just not yeah. on the ocean right <laughs> exactly well that's funny i call i call my track facing garage the oceanfront property and the ones that are on the back side of the building is canal property <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, I, I honestly think it's really cool. Now, can you do the build-out? So if someone has the money, can they finance in, in their purchase a build-out, which would include, like, I don't know, I want the lower floor to have a lift and the upper floor to be like a living type area. Is that something that you'll be able to do around the country? Yeah. I'll, my The way I do it, and I was over many years of learning an M1, we now, everything I do is an empty white box. Um, it's mm -hmm. It's got, you know, electrical and HVAC and bathroom stubbed out and, and 100 amp three-phase power and sprinklers and everything. Uh, very high-end white box. I just don't put the second floor in because everyone wants to do something different. Some people want full floor mezzanine. Some people want a hole in the middle for their car to come through on a lift. Some people want two levels. Some people want bedrooms. Some people want a, a glass box cigar, you know, humidor. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so we and then we we have we and we do it two different ways. They can do whatever they want once they close on it with their own trades, their own contractors, designers, anything. Or we have a whole program, just like a lot of home developers, where we have partnerships with designers and GCs and floor finishers and lift companies and big ass fans and all those companies where we can help outfit the entire thing. Um, or, you know, we don't tie their hands and make them use us. We tend to be very competitive because we do so many units at once, but 
you know, every person wants their unit to look a little different. So, you know, we, we, we work with designers and GCs to accomplish that. And there's resale on those, right? Because there's not a lot of them, but I guess my question is, um, where else are you building these? I mean, Jacksonville's great. Tampa's great. Miami's great. Because we have people that listen all around the U.S., can you tell us what cities you're building? And hopefully one of those is Buffalo, by the way, because we need something here. There is nothing yeah. here. <laughs> Unfortunately, Buffalo is not on the top 20. <laughs> but Jacksonville is. For many um, other things, too. <laughs> yeah. I know, but you know what? Even if it was storage here, we could use it. Yeah, that's you can get true. to the Glen yeah. in two hours, but there's nothing here. I, mean, if I have friends that have been looking for warehouses to build something. Yeah, garage only would do very well there. I mean, it would do well in any. It actually does well in any city if you're close enough to where the population is. That you know, remember, in each of these projects, we're not selling thousands of garages. I'm selling a few hundred garages, and in most cities, you know, and I obviously I'm targeting cities where I can ensure that I'll sell all two, three hundred, and not struggle. So, um, you know, we're we're working on uh, Tampa's big. We're on 350 garages. We're you know, like it's, it's been four years in the making. It's also very very hard to get these things approved when you talk about a track. Um, so you got to do, you know, we're attached to an airport, which helps in Tampa, which will be a really unique asset as well for our corporate clients and some of our owners. Um, you know, Nashville is a garage only community. We're going to have a 200 garages and a, and a really unique clubhouse event venue. Um, I am also working on Columbus, Ohio, which is garages. We're working on Austin, Texas. We're working on something in, in New York and Hamptons. We're working on something in uh, Boston area. So I I've see got Vegas uh, here on the list, Seattle, Orlando. Yeah. Vegas, Washington, Seattle, DC, Denver. I mean, like all over the place, basically. Well, and, and those are, again, those are those are strategic based on data. I look at, you know, car registration data and growth and wealth data and predict where our target customer is. And, and, I, and I, it's not what people think. It's not the usual suspects of Miami, LA. You know, yeah. um, you know, there's certainly a market in those places, but for me, it's a different customer base. And we're really focused on how do we get the, you know, the general enthusiast who really wants the garage. It's more about the garage and less about the track. And then how do we attract enough corporate clientele to keep that track humming seven days a week, not just relying on a bunch of wealthy guys to come out and race their cars. Yeah, so again, uh, you're already um, working in Tampa and when is going to be open? Yeah, so Tampa, as I said, has been in, in the works for four years. We have all of our approvals. We've now sold half the project. We're breaking ground in the next 60 days. And then we'll be open next summer of 2022. Uh, which will include a, a 1.6 mile uh, Tilkey design track, which will be a phenomenal track. Uh, you know, it's overkill for what we even use it for, but it's it'll be a great track. Um, uh, 80 acre off road experience that's going to be incredible, and the first you know 175 garages, as well as a 35,000 foot corporate event venue that will probably be the nicest in the region and be able nice. to seat up to 700 people. Yeah, I can wait. And again, Lauren is in Jacksonville. I'm in Miami, so you're in the middle. So we're going to meet there at some point again. Yeah, I look forward to seeing it. If it's, if it's anything like M1, it really turned out impressive. And if you live in the Detroit area and you haven't seen M1, you wouldn't even know it's there. But when you get there on the property, you can see how well it's it's this polished detail and well thought out. Well, thank you. It's actually... I think it's going to be even better. We're doing uh, concrete buildings in, in Florida, which most people want because of hurricane rating, but it's going to aesthetically be phenomenal. I mean, I loved M1 and it was really, you know, I wanted that modern industrial look. This is going to be even better. And and, and we here we've also, in addition to year-round weather, we have just an incredible lush site with natural greenery and grant. We've got, a, we got a, hundreds of grand oak trees that are just storybook looking 
and you just took it the track you'll be driving through a tunnel of trees um it will be pretty spectacular that's amazing wow. well thank you very much for your time and i don't want to take any more of that so you can keep working on the project so well, what's the website so sorry. we can go drool tell everyone the website so we can yeah. all go drool thank you it's www.vmotorenclave.com and cool. all the information is there if anyone has interest you can you reach out there's contact information on the website um, you know, garages are going fast in Tampa, but also other cities will start reservations in Nashville shortly, and then you'll see the other projects pop up. But really appreciate, uh, you know, both of you uh, chatting with me and your enthusiasm and nice to circle back after a few years and look forward to welcome you next summer and we'll put you on track and really uh, share the excitement. Sounds we'll awesome. Yeah, I'd love to come down there and do a video and do a video with you guys on all that because I think there's a I think it's really awesome and this is something that's needed, especially in today's environment. It's expensive to go racing. I understand that. I've raced for 40 years, uh, but this is a great way to have your cake and eat it too. Absolutely, we got we've got a car club from Jackson. Jacksonville already reached out to me and came down and met with me, and they got a big membership base there. So. Cool. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. And maybe by then we can catch Carl somewhere in his GT. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Brad. Thank you, Lauren. We'll thank talk to you. you soon. Take care. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at totalcarscore.com.